1: Hey everybody, Double G here for Fight Game Media and Fight Game Media Plus, aka the Patreon. Uh, This is our free episode of the week. You are listening to our free feed. We put at least one episode a week that is on our Patreon in this feed, just so people can uh, sample what, what our Patreon has to offer. I've also been putting in some narrated articles uh, i've done i started to write a little bit more on fightgamemedia.com check out the website and uh, all of the podcast all of the free podcasts are posted on the website as well kind of a one-stop shop there for uh for our free content and as i've been writing them uh they are kind of like uh, podcasts are, are different in that You don't have an opportunity to say something and then go backspace, backspace. What I really mean is to say it this way. You're just talking, having a conversation and being able to write out some of the things that I've said in podcasts kind of crystallizes the points a little bit better. So I'm actually enjoying doing a little bit more writing on wrestling. I haven't done it in so long, but it helps me crystallize those thoughts that I have when I'm doing podcasts, the points that I'm making, you know, maybe I don't get it out exactly in the way that I want to in the podcast. So I've been doing some writing. I've been putting those pieces. uh, The the written version is on fightgamemedia.com. And then the narrated version where I just read it is on fightgamemedia.com as well. And in this free feed, the last two shows were actually narrated pieces that I wrote. Last week, we also had the five-star Joshi show with Scott Edwards. He is a machine when it comes to Joshi. He's a machine when it comes to wrestling, but he really has that niche down with the Joshi. So hopefully, if you are getting into Joshi, if you are sort of interested in Joshi, Scott is kind of your place to go. He will keep you up to date with everything. This week, we do have... Content other than pro wrestling, our longtime MMA show in the clinch, Ryan Frederick and Paul Fontaine, they break down uh, the the uh, the show from uh, Noche UFC from last weekend, um, and they also have some of the news that is that is coming out uh, of stuff. Ryan always has like these little tidbits that they kind of hide in the podcast a little bit. Uh, and you know, we, we really should, uh, figure out how to get these little, little nuggets of information and spread them far and wide, but that's what you get within the clinch. Also, you know, we used to have boxing podcast, uh, my guy, Robert Silva, he stepped away from the network. We will do more boxing content. It's just going to be a little bit more sort of event-based, kind of special, you know, oh, we're going to do a recap of this fight or if there's a documentary or if there's something like that. We will try and get an episode. It'll probably be me doing a special episode of the Double G Show because I am the uh, probably the biggest boxing fan uh, of the folks the who do podcasts for this network. So a lot of pro wrestling, but we have our mainstay MMA show here and we will have more boxing content in the future. So hopefully you enjoy In the Clinch with Ryan and Paul. If you do want to support us and, you know, we do have a lot of content and all of the all of the money goes to the paypal accounts of uh, of our podcasters uh, I, I do not take uh, I, I don't i don't take a cut personally myself so all of it is going to go to the podcasters that you listen to on this network fightgamemedia.com is the free website patreon.com/fightgamemedia front 5 dollars a month for our audio only tier ten dollars a month if you want all of the video that we have uh, on on the patreon as well as two extra bonus audio shows so check it out also free uh, i guess it's not really free because the the discord isn't a paid discord but you get an automatic invitation to the discord just by being a patreon member you can connect your patreon account to the discord so all right enough of me talking let's get to paul and ryan
0: Me amigos, Paul Fontaine and Ryan Frederick Why? on In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I want to thank you all for supporting the Patreon. Ryan, we had a great show in celebration of Mexican Independence Day that we're going to talk about in a little bit. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Noche UFC, um, which uh, hopefully will become something of a tradition. Uh, they sure were talking about it like it will be um and uh i don't think the night could have gone any better um you know the little <laughs> bit of a What, you you don't agree <laughs> oh it could have gone better <laughs> well i mean there's the a little bit of a controversy in the main event which we'll talk about but um i just thought like overall like just you know like the the uh the crowd the the, oh, yeah. mat, the fights the um the the atmosphere the apparently the viewership which i guess you'll talk about Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit, but, uh, first off, as we always do, um, we do have, uh, we'll just go over the contender series a little bit, um, did watch last week's, uh, show and the, um, the first two fights on last week's show, man, if, if for some reason, you know, if you watch these every week and, or even if you don't like go back and watch these first two fights from last week and the main event as well. But, um, the, um. Gene Matsumoto and Casey Tanner fight was – they said I think if it was a UFC fight, it would have been the fifth most strikes ever landed in a bantamweight fight. Um, I I, I assume that's non-title, but maybe not even non-title. Like this was just a back-and-forth like war and uh and, and it was great fight and then in the the strawweight fight that immediately followed it like the first round was like the same except maybe even more i think both women landed almost 100 strikes in the first round or like 80 or something like it was it was crazy and then uh julia polastri submitted her 4 minutes into the second round but i mean patricia alugius like she fought a great fight And uh, I hope we see her again on the contender series, or maybe even they'll just bring her to UFC. But those first two fights were just incredible. And then James Leon top and Malik Lewis had a great fight in the main event as well. And uh, yeah, it was a great show. Um, You know, all five people at one got contracts, even the announcers were talking like they might even give contracts to the losers. They never did. But Um, then uh, tonight I haven't seen it yet. I assume have you haven't seen it yet either. I just, no, no, no. Uh, only 3 contracts tonight. Oh no. Oh four, four. four. <laughs> so one of the fights went to a draw and they gave he gave a contract to one of the women but not the other one. Is that Yeah,
2: well, yeah. well for, for what I know the uh Stephanie Luci- Luciano, she's the one who yeah. got the contract. She had a 10-8 third round and okay. I think I think that just impressed Dana and Dana Dana he he admitted like he wasn't sure but Something about her just told him that mm. he needs to sign her.
0: So that's both I mean. of them were very like young in their careers, although not necessarily in age. Um, the uh, Talita Alencar is 32, but this was just her sixth pro fight, yeah. But um, she,
2: she was, a, uh, she was a, a BJJ world champion, like, okay, on, I like, like, arguably one of the probably two or three best female, uh, BJJ uh athletes in the world. Okay. And, so
0: we'll, we'll probably see her again too.
2: And I think Dana mentioned that the fact that Luciano got a 10 8 third round and held her own in the entire fight with on the ground with somebody that experienced on the ground ground that's he just he said that that made me want to have her is what he
0: okay He said. Luciano's only 23 uh straw yeah. weight she uh she's five one and one now um is that, I don't remember, like, I granted, I haven't been watching, um, I've only been watching Contender Series the last, I guess it's probably the third year now, um, you know, since we've been covering it for this podcast, but um, I, I've i never seen a draw before. I um,
2: can't remember one on the show before. Yet. Yeah,
0: because that's tough. I mean, you got to have a 10-8, and I mean, I, I've also said, like, in, in these fights, the, the refs tend to stop it. Um, more like they're gonna—they're not gonna let things go as long as they will in a normal UFC fight, and especially if it's a really important fight, um, you know. Whereas with you know younger fighters or or you know just like prelims and stuff like that, they'll they'll tend to stop them quicker. Ultimate fighter for sure, like you know, any first sign of damage, they're gonna stop it because those guys got to fight again in two weeks sometimes. Um, but yeah, um, so the uh, contracts went to Igor de Silva uh who got a second round knockout in the 20, opener. 20 year old flyweight.
2: So oh wow. You know, Another fly flyweight. Old, yeah. 20 20 year old finish, finisher. Yeah, they're gonna get him. They're gonna take him.
0: Kanyan Kruszewski sounds like a 80s uh have uh, Russian <laughs> territorial wrestling, but he's a lightweight uh from Brazil. Um he got a contract as well for a first round submission over Dylan Mantello. And uh we mentioned Stephanie and then in the main event, heavyweights, Shamil Gaziev uh won uh over Greg Velasco in a battle of unbeaten fighters and it was a first round submission, two minutes and thirty-eight seconds. So um sounds like uh, another good card. Um yeah. I mean yeah. if you if you're getting a first round finish you're you're gonna get a contract. Yeah, and, and you're eleven and oh uh and you name like Shamil Gasiev i mean i would yeah dagestan fighter um, you know you pretty much know how that's going to go uh he'll probably do pretty well in the ufc I thing um so yeah that that's uh that's the uh, contender series that's week 7 we got three more weeks uh, i'll watch it tomorrow and uh anything i we missed here i'll uh, i'll come back with next week but uh we did have noche ufc uh and uh that took place uh obviously in las vegas at the t-mobile um the one of the rare occasions where um it was a an arena show in las vegas that wasn't a pay-per-view um just uh just realized i didn't pull up the card here before we started i thought i did but i got it now um yeah and um this was basically like a pay-per-view. I I you know, as you're watching it, it felt like you were watching a pay-per-view. The the window was the same. They, you know, they started it at ten o'clock Eastern. They had five fights on the main card, which, you know, normally fight nights have six or four, but this was five, you know, just like a pay-per-view. Um, they yeah, occasionally we'll get five, but that's usually like something fell out or, or whatnot. But um, and of course there's a title fight in the main event, which you normally you're only gonna have on pay-per-view. So really it was a pay-per-view and everything but, but you know, charging you for it. And um, the atmosphere was great, as I mentioned earlier. A lot of, uh, not I mean, not huge name celebrities or anything, but there were celebrities in the crowd. There was, you know, fighters. We, we saw biggest pop was Nate Diaz, I think. Um, of course, know, and, course yeah. yeah. Yeah, But, I mean, you know, there was some, you know, social media influencers and, you know, a few, uh, you know, minor celebrities, a lot of fighters. Um, but, yeah, it was just a great night, I thought. And, uh, of course, the main event, um, Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shachenko. Fought to a draw, which was interesting. Um, the, uh, the the fight was 48-47 uh, for each. Uh, on On uh, you know, One judge had it each for each of them. And which needed, I mean, 48-47 either way was a good scorecard based on the, the way the fight went. Because round four was the really, really close round that really could have gone either way. If you gave it to Grasso, you gave her the fight. And if you gave it to Shevchenko, you gave her the fight. And, but somehow in the fifth round, one of the judges gave Grasso a 10-8. And I've gone on record as saying, like, and, you know, and I heard someone reviewing this and saying, oh, it wasn't a bad 10-8, you know, like she had her in trouble and everything. No, this is the worst 10-8 I've ever seen, like, in my opinion. Um, I don't have to go back and look at 10-8s, but it's this, this was bad because Shevchenko was winning the round. Um, You know, like up until about 90 seconds left, Shevchenko, I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't dominating it, but she was definitely winning. Um, And then um, Grasso nailed her and she, no, Shevchenko tried for a takedown, right? And then Grasso ended up on top. Is that that what happened?
2: Grasso reversed the takedown. I got the takedown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then she, you know, she was laying into her pretty good with shots. And I think she got her, took her back and she was working for a submission but, like she, I mean, she didn't really get close to a finish um at all, really. like, I mean, that fight could have gone another two minutes, and I, I don't think she would have got a submission. She would have done more damage for sure, but um you know, and so she clearly won the round. but like even if even if she had been winning the round up till then and then you know did what she did, it wouldn't have been a 10 eight. But the fact that Chevchenko won like the first three and a half minutes of of the round. And then, you know, Grasso, you know, dominated the last 90 seconds, which was enough to win. Um, I just, I just thought that was really bad. And the only justification I can see, and this is not a way you're supposed to judge, but in my mind, the guy probably thought, you know what, that was a draw. Like the fight, neither one of those fighters, you know, over, if I look at it overall, it was a draw. So I'm going to give her a 10-8 and then that way it's a draw. Like that's the only justification I, I can I, see. I highly doubt that. Yeah, you're probably right, but I mean, for me, like that's the only like I, you know, I just like I don't know what he was thinking. Like, okay, yeah, yeah go ahead.
2: Yeah. All right, so here's 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 my whole thoughts. You mean, you must have you must have read something I wrote where I talked about talked about you know talked about the uh, fifth where Valentino's winning it for the first no no three, I, three and a half right. minute three and a half minutes and Crosso did not do enough to swing it from a ten nine Chevchenko to ten eight toward. Towards her on that one. Yeah. No, I didn't
0: uh, I didn't see that, but I that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to
2: scoring, I mean this, you know, as much of a back and forth fight as it really was, it was also pretty easy to score outside of the fourth. Yeah. Fourth. I mean, the first the first and the third were clear clear rounds for Shevchenko. The second and the fifth were clear rounds for Grasso. And the fourth was I mean honestly honestly, we don't like you're not supposed to get a score. Yeah. But that that was about a as much of a 10 10 round as you'll see.
0: Just yeah, 48 48 would have been a better score than 47 yeah, 47 I mean,
2: you're not gonna get 10 no 10 round. 10 yeah. 10 Uh Mike Bell, who's the, is the one who gave Grosso the 10 8 5th. Uh I mean the second round was more of a 10 8 round for Grasso than the fifth fifth was. I yes. Mean, we obviously absolutely yeah obviously the talk nobody understands understands how he gave, gave it. I will say this about Mike Bell. He's an experienced judge. He's been Mm -hmm. judging all of the big shows for over a decade. And he's practically there every weekend. And he's a good enough judge that the UFC, when they self-commission, they bring him over. They bring him over to Abu Dhabi and all that. He's and he was back on the contender series tonight. He's an experienced judge. He's also one of the judges that's more more likely to give out 10, 8 rounds. Probably the judge most likely to give out 10. 10-8 10, eight rounds out of the eight. He, uh, he turned in 18 round scores on the card on Saturday from all the fights he judged, you know, even the ones that had finished, finished just 18 complete rounds. He, five of them, he scored 10, eight. Hmm. Now, the, now, you know, the other ones, uh, were, he was the one who had it. Uh, well, we'll kind of just spoil yeah. some open openers. Yeah. The first fight, Josephine Knitson, uh, she won, and she dominated. She had a 30-24 scorecard. That was from Mike Bell. He gave every round 10-8. Yeah, you could argue that. I I, I think I, I think went 30-26. I, had, I went 30-26. Another judge yeah. went 30-25. One yeah. judge went 30-27. Yeah. I think you know, it was more 30-25 than 30-27. I don't think it was 30-24. 24 but nuts and dominated the entire fight. If you wanted yeah. to give 10-8 each round, that's... You know, I'm not going to argue. There's
0: a that. lot of rounds. And, you can give 10-8, yeah, to, yeah. Like in and he a- also S-8.
2: gave, and he also gave the first round of the loopy Godinias, Elise Reed fight, 10-8 to Godinias, which, you know, I didn't. I actually, I might have. I might have. I can't remember. So that one was, that one was, was good. This one was the uh, whole, the weird one. I don't see how, I don't see how he did, how he scored it. I don't. Nobody does it, and you won't ever get an explanation. They'll just have to. Go and talk about it. I do want to debunk a couple of things that people mentioned to me, you know, on social media. Afterwards, afterwards, uh, somebody said maybe the crowd influence, you know, forced him mm-hmm. to do a ten eight. Like I said, guy's been a guy's been a been a, is an experienced judge. He's been judging big shows for over a decade now. He's he judges every week. There's no way. There's no way a crowd influences him. He's He's too experienced of a judge. You know, the one the one thing, one of the big things judges are told is don't listen to the crowd. Cause yeah, Don't listen to the crowd. And I heard I heard another one throw person throw out the conspiracy of of maybe he felt he got the fourth round, because he gave the fourth round to Shevchenko. Yeah. Maybe he felt he got that one wrong. So he, he decided like make to good. make good. Don't believe that for a second. Okay. You know, the you know, again, experienced judge, not gonna do that. I can do that. I was just think you know, he just, he gave what he thought it was. And unfortunately, everyone disagreed. And that's basically that, that, you know, it's, these things happen. These things yeah. happen so, sometimes. Uh, I you know, mean, the it, weird
0: thing about it is I actually think, you know, like if you're looking at this fight as a whole, I mean, it, it kind of was a draw. Like, I mean, I don't think yeah. either fighter clearly won the fight. So a draw no. is actually a good result, if if you ignore the fact that the the, the scoring criteria doesn't yeah, I mean, allow for it.
2: it. I mean, ultimately it cost Shevchenko, you know, the fight. But, yeah,
0: yeah. But, but at but the I end mean, of the
2: day, at the end of the day, it's hard to say that 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 Shevchenko was the better fighter. Crosso and Crosso super impressive in this fight. I was still, I was thinking that Shevchenko was gonna beat her. I don't necessarily know felt smaller, but beat her. Mm-hmm. And Grasso proves she, she belongs in that discussion of, of best female fighters, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. She was today. the one, like, of the two. Like, she was the one that was closest to finishing it yeah. on two different occasions. Yes. Uh, not, like, super close. But, you know, like, she's the only one that really even had a. Well, there was one point, I think, wasn't that there, there was a submission that looked pretty good. And Grasso nah, nah, was defending I, I re- it.
2: But... I rewatched re- it. It wasn't as close as okay. people think. is okay. As okay.
0: But, but I mean, it was, you know, like it was, it was, a, it was a good submission attempt, but, yeah. um but, but yeah, she definitely held her own. And I mean, the, the other, like, I would think like the one thing that I know you're also not supposed to do, but I'm sure happens is where judges, like if they have, let's say the fifth was as close as the fourth, um you know, where a judge might say, okay, well, I give Shechenko the last one. Maybe I give Grasso this one, you know, like, because they're both so close. Like I could yeah. see that, but I, I can't see them saying, oh, I'll give a 10, eight because you know the last one was so close so i I don't you know and this one was clearly grasso um you know and and they all had grasso and they all had like you know the you know the right quote-unquote scorecards uh you know um overall other than that 10-8 um yeah i just but but i mean yeah great fight really like um you know uh kind of a classic you know a world title fight between the top two fighters in the division clearly um i think it lends itself to you know a you know, a rubber match, um, and and that is the correct term, by the way. A lot of people think that if one wins the first one and one wins the second one, you, third is rubber match. The third is always a rubber match, regardless of even if one one team or player won the first two. But um, yeah, the but I just one thing I thought though was I didn't like Shevchenko in her post fight interview. No. Um, I I know she was frustrated, but she came off very much like a poor sport. She's also also kind of an underrated shit talker too. True, true, yeah. But I just like the way she did it. Yeah, and I guess like maybe that's part of her. Like she's like, you know, I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but she's like, I won that fight and the judges got it wrong and everything. Blah blah. blah. like that was a close fight. And, you know, she had a one. um, I mean, it wouldn't have been a terrible scorecard. I would it would have been one I disagreed with. But um, you know, I wouldn't have like I, again. That fourth round was so close that it's. I'm not gonna say that it was a bad decision. I think the media is, was like, it was all it pretty was, much almost fifty right? fifty. Yeah, it was pretty as fifty two forty eight. So that's basically yeah. 50-50.
2: One one more scorecard for for Shevchenko and a bit of a fifty fifty split. So right there
0: you go. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't like. I didn't even submit mine because I was watching on a slight delay, so it would have been. It was like.
2: I think I counted like I think it was like nine to eight on the scorecard. Okay, so for if I what and they yeah, tracked yeah.
0: If so. mine had gone in, it would have gone up a little higher for yeah. Grasso. But I'm sure there's other people like that, and maybe some of them would have been Chipchenko. Um But yeah, I, uh, it was a great, great night. Capped off a great night of fights. Um, you know, with great atmosphere. <laughs> you don't agree? Or oh no, no, oh. sorry, I was okay. I, I thought I was coughing. coughing no, no, there. I kind no, of snorted. Don't... No, no, that's okay, that's okay. Yeah, no, I, um, you know, and, and I th- I thought, like, some of the, uh, spe- like, some of the, Raul rosses Jr. came off as a big star, um, Daniel Zell Huber as well, Lupe Godinia for sure, like, maybe the second, well, third, third biggest star on the show, probably, um, in terms of reaction, anyways. Um, all the Mexican fighters did well. Um, in fact, I don't think any of them lost. Uh, oh, Fernando yeah. Padilla lost, yeah. yeah. And that was... I'm not even, that was one I was, that was a close one too. I I kind of, I think I might've given that to Padilla. I'm not sure, but um, Nelson looked really good though. Um, but yeah, just a great, uh, great night. Anything else uh, you want to go, uh, anything else you want to um, say nah. about the main event before we do yeah. our three stars? Nah. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Oh, we should go to, the, we have to talk about Park. Cause oh, okay. The main event. Okay, so we have to talk about what's next for the women's flyweight division. Kind of already hinted at it. Like, it looks like it's probably going to be a, a rematch. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's a couple strong contenders, but yeah. there's also, like, I wouldn't say any of the contenders have really separated themselves. So perhaps, you know, you can do a, an eliminator match and then you, you rematch these two and then you got a clear number one contender for whoever wins.
2: Yeah, so we'll, we'll start off first by saying, let me start off first by saying, Shevjango did break her thumb okay she's having surgery three months three months no contact before she can before she can okay she gonna uh, start training again uh dana said tonight uh you know he wasn't at the show he was on vacation which which i you know I, I see a lot of people bringing a bringing up more and more dana's not at the shows anymore not at the shows as much anymore he doesn't need to be at the shows anymore he could skip all of all of them he's not he's when you he say he
0: wasn't at the show, you mean the 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 UFC no shows or the contender series? Contender series. He wasn't at the show Saturday. Okay. Okay. He
2: was riding a motorcycle in North Carolina and Tennessee. So,
1: okay. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't
2: need to be there every every no, week. No. Every week no. anymore for people. yeah, people. Are, but people people see he's not there and they start I, freaking out. I didn't even
0: notice. Like yeah. who hung the belt on uh, Grasso?
2: Uh, Sean Shelby. Oh. Okay. And it's it's funny you can see Sean Shelby in the back. Background, uh, because buffer, buffer always tells tells them who who won beforehand. Oh, beforehand, beforehand. So they kind of know they're prepared to give them, give them, yeah. give them, and, he, and buffer told them, told them result, the result. And you can kind of see in the background when the camera's focused on. Congrats, he told the result, told him the result, and you can see Sean Shelby yell, what the fuck? Like <laughs> <So, laughs> oh, nice. nice. uh, you could just see it clearly. Like, like wow.
0: Like but, uh, yeah, and I wasn't even sure exactly how that worked because I always my I always thought that the belt goes to the winner. Yeah. So and and it used to be that it was a new belt every time, right? So if if you won your fight, it was like you became the champion again. So as a split, you're still recognized as a champion. A yeah, yeah, because the champion didn't lose. Right, but but you don't necessarily get that belt. Um, so I maybe yeah, that. They, or do they even do that? No, yeah, they like,
2: give them. They give the belt. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do they give new belts still the champion, for every? Yeah. Do they give new belts for every win though anymore?
2: I think oh, I think so because I've seen I've seen they they were supposed to do that whole new thing where they just gave you one belt. They but they get yeah. the rubies on the side plate. But you've also seen I've also seen pictures of, of people like Amanda Nunez, you know, who has multiples sure like of the new title or something, who has mul- multiples of the new title. So I don't know the whole situation, okay. there, but but anyway, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, back to yeah. So Shevchenko out three months, and Dana said said uh, rematch. You have to do a rematch. Okay. Uh, they said they're going to Mexico in 2024. Okay. I think if your Mexican show is in the first quarter. Our first four months, that's where you do this rematch. Okay, is, is, that, is that obviously the biggest losers of this fight are Aaron Blanchfield and Manon Fioro. And it probably looks like they will, they will probably book those two against each other in a number one contenders fight. Fight makes sense. You kind of mm-hmm. get some clarity because can you, headline, even... uh,
0: you can headline a fight night with that,
2: yeah, yeah, or put a you know, number big number two too on a on it you know i don't know about i don't know about headlining on a fight night because i think they're going back to arenas for the most part so Hmm. so we might need well if you
0: if you're in europe you could do it
2: yeah maybe but i i I don't know that i don't know that i would
0: where's Blanchfield from from? new jersey so you could do a show up in the northeast somewhere with with that headlining i think and put like somebody a big fighter like a kevin holland or like somebody like that in the co-main you know, with well, you know, big some Jersey we'll, guys. On we'll agree the show.
2: to disagree for right now. I don't okay. think it's big enough to headline headline a show yet. But uh, you know, outside of the apex. But uh, but anyway, but yeah, you know, you, you do those two, you'll have enough time for whoever loses to rebuild back up. So, but yeah, yeah. That, that, I think that's it. Makes sense to do a trilogy. The only thing, you know, Valentina, she's been kind of, she was kind of wishy washy afterwards. She said that the fans want a rematch. I'll do the rematch. If the fans want me to go to. 135 for that belt. I'll go for that belt. But then, but then yesterday was saying she wants to do the rematch. So who kind of knows? You know,
0: you know what? If I'm like, honestly, like if I'm running UFC and I, I think the best thing for the company is for her to move to Bantamweight. Um, because there's a lot of contenders at 125, and she could be the star at 135. Yeah, I mean, if but
2: I think if she had she like actually lost, then yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, sure, that would have happened for sure.
0: Yeah, but this is a big fight, so when you, you know, if you have a chance to do a big fight, and especially in Mexico City, (laughs) you get her on the card, you get Brandon Moreno on the card. You get maybe Ari Rodriguez in a big fight. Yeah. Um, you know that, that's going to be a big, big.
2: Card. Valentina also said that they should do the the rematch in Kyrgyzstan or in Kyrgyzstan Independence Day because she actually <laughs> believes that the only reason it was a draw was because of Mexican Independence Day. Which, well,
0: was, she said that in the interview. Yeah, yeah, That's why she, she said. Yeah, she said the
2: firmly believes that. Yeah
0: the the, the judge was influenced by. The uh, you know, and in fact, the judge actually gave her three of the rounds. So I mean, that's yeah. if that's yeah, your sure argument,
2: that's a bad the, argument. The American judge was influenced by Mexican Independence Day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's funny. But uh, okay, so three stars. Um, I'm going to go first because I always let yeah. you go first. Um, so my first star, I'm going to go with um, Roman Kopolov. Um, Just uh, looked great in a fight with Josh Fremd uh w- beautiful uh body punch to finish i always love the body punches uh 444 in the second round this is a uh, actually a really good fight um no mexican so the crowd didn't really have a um a, a rooting interest per se but uh you know they they kind of got behind Koplov. Koplov's a guy you know that's easy to get behind he's got a fun style um i like him uh second star i'm gonna go with another non-mexican charlie campbell um who uh knocked out alex reyes which i guess was you know he, he'd have been the the uh hispanic fighter for the night that the mexican fans would have been behind um yeah th- three minutes and 38 seconds of the first round i thought this was a really good fight and then i'm gonna steal one that would have been yours i'm sure but uh i gotta go with raul Rosas jr um this was I said that it was the best 30 second fight you ever seen, because I thought it was 30 seconds, but I guess it was like 54 seconds. So the best fight under a minute that you're ever gonna see. This was just freaking wild. And <laughs> these two guys and just went nuts. And and Raul Rosas Jr. was like he was on something, you know, like and and he, you know, ended up uh, getting a knockout win. Um I did the same thing as you like last week because you um You had picked him inside the distance, and the site that I use can only do um, either KO or submission. So I had to I had to hedge my thing, and I I went like uh, I put like a thirty five dollar bet on submission and a fifteen dollar bet on KO. But KO paid way more because Rosas is a submission guy. So I was lucky he got the KO. Um, I made a little bit more money that way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just a great, and then, you know, he was such a big star and, you know, and, and the, the interview afterwards and, and, uh, yeah, this was just so perfect, uh, for him. So, yeah, those, those are my three. Uh, what do you got?
2: Okay. Yeah. You did take two of mine, but that's fine. Sorry. Because, well, you know, I left
0: you a couple good ones.
2: I yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to give all three of my stars to three, to three ladies. All oh, okay. Along, all on the undercard. First one, Josephine Knitson. N- we talked oh, about yeah. her, her, she was one of the rare winners from this season so far of, of a contender <laughs> series who didn't get signed. And everybody said on that night that Dana made a mistake and should have signed her. Cause she's talented. She's talented. And then they bring her in on short notice less than a month later. And granted, she fought somebody who took the fight on the week's notice in Martin McMahon, but nuts and absolutely just thrashed her. Like mm-hmm. looked every bit of somebody who's going to be a future, future title contender, just dominant on the feet, dominant on the ground fantastic showing uh keep an eye on nuts in in the future second one Tracy Cortez her and Jasmine jesuda vicious they had a hell of a fight that had strong reactions throughout mm-hmm. I mean that crowd that crowd was going nuts for this fight and they were going nuts for Tracy Cortez and she looked she looked great her striking was on point uh you know there was a lot of people who thought a vicious kind of won the second and maybe the third and they gave her the fight, which I didn't think I had a thirty twenty seven Cortez. I thought she was just better throughout constant, constantly, you know, it's just kind of, and you know, that's, she's five and oh now UFC. Hasn't lost since her debut fight, debut fight in her career. I think 11 straight wins and she's got lots of charisma. She's good looking, you know, everything you kind of want in somebody you want to market market on the female side. So, just great win for her. And uh, and uh, then third, Lupe Gardinias, oh, yeah. Holy shit. She just looked incredible. Just yeah. dom- dominating Elise Reed. Some of those takedowns she had, you know, doing slams, just were ridiculous. You got to give props to Elise Reed too, though. She, sh- she showed incredible toughness, especially in that arm bar. Like, I, I was cringing in that arm bar. Like, like how the hell did she
0: get I out know. of that with
2: no damage like like she, I, super uh, flexible it uh,
0: was like bent like three cores the way backwards like
2: yeah but godini is just absolute thrash, thrash and looked fantastic you know and she got a big reaction as well like like this is this was a good night for females
0: um yeah it was and and there are a couple of people that got finishes that you know you didn't even mention which uh surprises me but um, you know you'll you 'll talk about it in a bit, but well one of them was probably shouldn 't have been a finish um but uh the we'll, we'll talk about that but uh give us the uh, rest of the card and then we 'll talk about how okay. we did on our uh, bets
2: yeah, started off with the fight I talked about women straway Josephine in a, a unanimous decision over romantic man thirty twenty four 3025, 3027. then we have charlie campbell uh, first round t k o over alex Reyes, uh fantastic finish for campbell he he looked good and he made some memories on the mic, you know, just dropping the the rock line on Daniel Cormier. That was great. Which was <laughs> it was hilarious. Like yeah. DC had that look on his face, like, <laughs> like I appreciate what you did, but I don't like that you did it. Like DC yeah. was, and of course, DC's like the biggest
0: his the biggest, response biggest, was fan I always in the world. I always was, like a good WWE reference, so I'm gonna let you live yeah that was so,
2: but so <laughs> the look on his face yeah. that he got got like he he looked pissed like yeah. <laughs> like somebody did did the whole rock thing it was like it, you was know great. what it
0: was it was Booker T like tell me he didn't just say that yeah
2: like, <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it was it's was funny, like Corbin, yeah. like of all the people to do that, you're gonna do that to me the biggest w w e mark in this whole year what did
0: you company. think what did you think of my boxing d c and then he's like, well, it, it doesn't matter what you <laughs> think. <laughs>
2: Oh, DC, yeah. DC thought the only person who would ever drop him with that line would be The Rock, you know. One yeah. Day, and then he's asking Dwayne's
0: movies. He's like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> eh,
2: who knows? You know, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne's a big UFC fan. Maybe cut the eye and give him a bit part somewhere. Yeah. He
0: could be like an extra or
2: something. Yeah. A bit part, you know, one line speaking rule. Anyway, then uh, next, women's flyweight fight. I talked about Tracy Cortez's unanimous decision <clears throat> oh, over Jasmine Vicious. 30-27, 30-27, 29 28. I actually thought this was the uh, second best fight overall on the card. Like I said, what really What was good. the best? The main? Uh, the main event.
0: I liked the Rosas fight.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I like, really that liked was that just, it was so quick, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was so quick. But the main event main event was legit one of the best fights of the year. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, 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 that's
2: true. So, and arguably the best. Yeah, arguably, probably top three women's title fight of all time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's hard wow. to be number one over the... Yoana-Whaley yeah. fight, but yeah, that was very good. Uh, all right, and then after that, we had a uh, controversial flyaway fight. Edgar Trees and Daniel Lacerda, uh, no contest. It ended in the first round. Uh, Therese had a standing guillotine choke locked in. Lacerda was defending it, and Chris Tognoni is uh, is right there watching it. And, and Lacerda had his arm up, you know, like he was trying to break the choke. And all of a sudden, his arm goes down. And if you look, kind of look at the replay, it looked like it went limp. Yeah. Limp. And from Tanoni's view, he probably thought it went limp. And he just immediately stopped the fight instead of checking the arm. That was probably a mistake. He probably should have checked the arm and looked, you know. You know, so he or stopped asked the fight. him, like, yeah. how are you
0: doing? And then he couldn't yeah. like put his yeah. thumb up or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. He prematurely stopped it. He admitted it. He admitted he made a mistake. Mistake to Lacerda. Lacerda was instantly protesting protesting and you know they they made the right call calling it a no con no contest because it would have been unfair to lacerda for him to suffer the law several last oh it it did end up as a no
0: contest okay yeah yeah yeah
2: it wasn't wasn't official. yeah they called it a no contest contest because you know they saw the replay tanori you know admitted he made a mistake they've already rebooked the fight for october 14th so they're running it they're running it back back i saw you know Chris Tononi was getting a lot of criticism, especially from Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz, uh, you know, a Dominic Cruz who still does not know how to score fights. You know, he, here he is thinking damage in round one should be scored in round three, which, uh, which, you know, I, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of fighters criticize referees, you know, they don't know submissions, blah, blah, blah. I suggest every fight there might, who knows who's listening to this. I suggest every fighter actually go apply to be a referee, to see what they actually have to go through, you have to sh- actually show written and physical knowledge of every single submission. Wow! In it, in it, you take you, and you almost have to be kind of, kind of have experience in doing in doing submission grappling to be a referee, referee in MMA. You have to have knowledge of it. Of course, we see a lot of bad mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. Yeah, you know, and we yeah. see a lot of people who, who you wonder, you know, when you kind of see all that.
0: Cruz you was wonder. like he was right, but he was also unbearable. Like he um, just wouldn't shut up about it, and he was yeah. still talking about it like four fights later. Yeah, like, you talk about it anytime Tononi yeah. was refereeing future fights, or if someone else was refereeing and and they didn't stop a fight, he was like, "Oh, he's a good good ref," unlike Cristianoni yeah. earlier. You know, like yeah, Dominic
2: Cruz, oh. get him off the TV. Like I said, he doesn't. He he still has no clue how to score fights. Like I said, like I said, here he was talking about damage in round one, round 1 affecting the round the DC round three was good
0: period. though he was kind of schooling him like he was actually yeah. scoring the fights and and doing it pretty well the one thing i will say it, it was bad for lacerda that it ended up as an as a no contest because if charles had kept that choke on like he was going to burn himself out and then you know and then maybe lacerda is able to come back you know and, maybe, and, you know. and do something you know, maybe. like this wasn't a thing where, oh, if the if he had kept it on another thirty seconds, he was going to win. He was not finishing that submission,
2: nah.
0: like nah. I don't think. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see it here again in
2: less than a month. Yeah. So maybe we'll yeah. be exact conclusion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we had middleweight fight Roman Kopulov, uh second round KO over Josh Friend. Just excellent work to the body throughout yeah. the fight, and then just a vicious liver punch ended it. Love, four straight wins i think they're all by finish looks great looks like a middleweight chase hooper yeah <laughs> they yeah. could be brothers if you put
0: them together frem frem went down like he'd been shot
2: yeah, was, yeah yeah just it was a brutal finish yeah and then uh closing out the prelims i talked about luby godinia's second round submission over Elise Reed. then on the main card he kicked off uh featherweight fight kyle nelson unanimous decision over Fernando Padilla, 29-28 twice and then 30-27. I scored it for Nelson. Thought he won the second and the third. Padilla kind of kind of slowed down there yeah. after the fir- after the first. Let this f- let his foot off the gas, definitely in the second, second. And he kinda he kind of got going a little bit back in the third, but Nelson was also had his foot on the gas. So so yeah. Nice Good fight one for Nelson. Good fight. Then we had Daniel Zellhuber, Huber's second round submission over Christos Thiagos. Uh, first round was Diagos just pounding away on him, you know, had him hurt at one point. Zell so Huber came back in the second. The uh, Diagos went for a takedown. Zell Huber sprawled, grabbed the neck, locked in an anaconda choke very quickly out of nowhere.
0: Giagos the the reaction when he landed that choke was like it was like a switch flipped because Diagos yeah. had been winning the fight, yeah. And then Zell Huber gets the finish, and the crowd just went nuts. Yep, yep, yeah.
2: Then we had the Banaway fight, fight Raul Rosas Jr. Finishing Terrence Mitchell in 54 seconds. Just a wild crazy 54 second fight. Fight just in you know, Rosa's Jr. This is a kind of, you know, these are the opponent, these are the opponents he needs to be fighting right now at this level and if he can keep it up, he's going to he's going to gradually move up. Then we had uh, the co-main event, we didn't really talk about it, but no. Uh, split decision, Jack Della, Della Maddalena, split the decision over Kevin Holland 29-28 twice and then of course 29-28 for Holland uh you know i thought madelina won all three rounds i did
0: too that's how i scored it I did score 29
2: 28 for him i gave holland the third but but uh i mean holland had you know it's one of those fights where don't look at the stats because the stats will say kevin holland won the fight but Maddalena was just land. he was landing harder doing more damage and he was stringing his stringing his combinations together Better,
0: yeah. So, and Madalena, he had a little bit more damage. So, yeah. you know, like even if you're watching it, like you might, it might look like Hong was doing better, but yeah, Del, Del Madalena if you, was if you
2: watch it close to it, what was landing you, you, yeah. which I was, and you, you would see Madalena.
0: Pull the up, other thing uh, is Holland threw like twice as many punches. So yes. the referee doesn't see the stats. So they might think yeah. that he was landing more just, than he was. Uh, just Yeah. Yeah. If you kind of look at the stats, you'll see how accurate Madalena yeah. was
2: just complete. Like, I think he was like 60% accuracy and Holland was like 30%. So yeah. So you, can't, was... you, know, you know, you can't always be fooled by somebody throwing a lot. It's about, you know, landing and accuracy and damage.
0: Yeah, and he he wasn't able to uh, to do anything like in terms of takedowns or anything. Yeah. It was all on the feet. So
2: yeah, yep. And then of course the main event, uh, the draw, Alex Grasso, Valentin Shevchenko, you know, just yeah, kind of left it, kind of you know left, let the show in on a on a, you know, not it was a sour note, but I don't know how much of a sour note it was because it was a fantastic
0: fight. Well, the funny thing is, is it it kept me watching because I wanted to see what they were going to say about it and, you know, everything like that. So I ended up watching probably an extra half hour longer than I would have watched if it had just been a finish or, you know, like a... a decisive win for one of them you know i would have just shut the show off so yeah. um the uh they gave out five performance bonuses this week because dana wasn't there um <laughs> charlie campbell uh roman kopalov lupe Danielle daniel zelhuber and raul Rosas jr all got uh performance of the night bonuses no fight of the night
2: basically every everybody got a finish got one
0: I I guarantee you if Dana was there that main event would have got fight of the night and there would have been three performance bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> like two, only two performance bonuses or two, yeah. Yeah, like there would have been just
2: four, but um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it seems seems like when he's not around more bonuses are given out. Funny how that
0: works. Yeah, that's very strange. Um all right. Uh what do we got next?
2: Uh and Then yeah. And then supposedly the show was the uh they said oh, yeah. ESPN PR set out most watched uh, fight most watch ESPN Plus exclusive fight night since they've started. You know, going back to to the very first one, January 2019, spanning 85 events. They don't release an exact an exact number, so it's hard to know exactly how many people this
0: pr- i would there. i would assume this isn't doing the same kind of numbers as what they used to do on fight pass for you know when they would do like you know the, like the conor mcgregor show or the anderson silva show like it's not getting those kind yeah. of numbers yeah. but
2: dana claimed there was some crazy statistic like 1.8 million people who have never watched a minute of the ufc Turned on at least one minute of it on ESPN Plus. I don't know. That's obviously. I, 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 <laughs> There's no way. I don't know. You know. It's. It, I suppose. You
0: know. you know what? If you're on ESPN watching college football, perhaps. Yeah. If you're you on know,
2: e- well, if you're on that ESPN Plus, you don't have. You're in Canada. You don't have ESPN yeah. Plus. But every time you log on to that on a Saturday night, the the number one thing thing on there at the very the very top the your default is always what the U F is always the UFC
0: okay it always so is. that's what i mean it so if you're is. going on there to to watch college football you know yeah. maybe you're gonna oh there's ufc fight on yeah. you know and, and you know, the game hasn't click, started yet Yeah, you yeah. might
2: click on it for a minute for yeah. a minute who knows it's you possible. know possible you know especially uh, a lot of people a lot of people were were tuning into that colorado game yep yeah,
0: yeah and, the, game. and the colorado and you maybe you're going back and forth you know yeah. like when they maybe you're only watching okay this is what i was doing um i was I was watching the Colorado game, and then so when, when, uh, when Colorado had the ball, I was watching that. When they would go to Colorado State, I would flip back to the fights, Yeah, and then I would great. watch another fight.
2: That Colorado game, it was, uh, it's the fifth most watched late-night game, game, and it got like 9.3 million viewers, and the late-night game generally only gets one to two million.
0: Yeah, so that's, and it ended at Colorado. like two a.m. on the East Coast.
2: Yeah, Colorado, Deion Sanders. That's a oh, you know, that's a big deal.
0: Well, the week before um, they they had the most watched, the fifth most watched game in history was, on Fox, yeah. and that was for a game that started at I mean, noon.
2: Imagine so, him in a year or two when he's at a program like Texas A&M or you know an actual big program. Or
0: even if he just brings this one up,
2: like uh, he, I mean, he's he's going he's gonna go to he's gonna go to an elite program. This, He's, um, Colorado is a stepping stone job.
0: This, uh, but this, like, if they, they keep winning, like, they, they're going to be doing like 20 million viewers by yeah, the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. a huge story. I mean, I, and, and it should be because, you know,
2: people my age, we grew we grew up watching Dion Sanders. Me too. Sanders, I'm older so. than you,
0: but I'm, you yeah. Know, but I, I
2: mean, like, Dion was like prime, you know, he was in his prime cow, Cowboys 49ers whenever I started watching fo- football. And, you know, so we, we are the age of employment. You know the the you, you know your prime prime thirty seven year old viewing audience. We're gonna we're gonna flock to guys like him who are coaching.
0: Well, and not only that, people my age are watching with their kids. Yeah, you know. So um, and he also did not he was it him that did he also play baseball too? Yep.
2: Yeah, played that's for the uh, yeah.
0: Braves. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he played Cincinnati uh Red, yeah. yeah, he played uh he was doing the playoffs for both teams at the same time. I remember seeing him Well, no, uh, he was doing he was doing the MLB playoffs while also Yeah.
2: while also I he didn't play he didn't he set out the first couple of weeks of the NFL yeah. during the playoffs.
0: They did a thirty for thirty on, on yeah. that like not that long ago. So yeah. But so. uh anyways, no, I could see it because this was like a pay-per-view too, and, yeah. and uh, you know, um and the uh card they did 18,766 fans at T Mobile for two point two six five million. So I mean in terms of like a T Mobile gate, that's not a big gate, but for a Fight Night for a Fight Night, and, yeah, that's it. And that's, and
2: I would that's say that's like the I'll, biggest that's the biggest US one, I think, for a Fight Night.
0: And probably I would guess the biggest gate for a show headlined by women's flyweights. That would, I, I assume, but I don't yeah. know that for sure. Yeah. I don't think, think there's been many no. shows about women's flyweights. No, no. But I mean, then this was, I mean, this, this was the draw, like, you know, yeah. there's probably been other times when maybe there was somebody on the undercard that and, might've uh, been a bigger draw, but. Yeah. Dana said tonight he's planning
2: on making it tradition tradition. Uh, you know, there was talk, there was talk about doing either Cinco de Meyer or Mexican Independence Week Day Weekend, but it seems like this is going to be be a tradition. Noche UFC, yeah.
0: great. And and uh, one thing we did mention, uh, they brought in Brandon Moreno to do commentary on the main card uh, for like three or four fights, and uh, he was he wasn't great, but he was he was good. And uh, they, I thought they gave him time to shine, and you know he, he offered an interesting perspective. I thought,
2: thought he was good for somebody who whose first language is definitely not English.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I also think Grasso. Um, Grasso became a star on this night, I I believe, you know, even though she won the title in March, this was like her coming out party. Yeah. I mean, she was the big star of the show. So everything, everything was surrounding her and,
2: and that's good. That's what they needed.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, we have coming up, uh, the, um, on the, uh, the regional scene here. Uh, what do we got? I had it up here and then my screen refreshed. Um, Okay, we got LFA 168 on Friday night on UFC Fight Pass uh, from Prior Lake, Minnesota. So uh, we had CFFC in South Dakota and now LFA in Minnesota. There's also an ACA show on uh, on online. That's the uh, big Russian show. There's a one show on uh, on YouTube, but this isn't like one of their big ones that they put on Prime. That's on Friday morning. So those last two that I mentioned are Friday morning. Uh Budo Cento Championship from Mexico City, uh Friday night, uh also on UFC Fight Pass. And then Saturday morning uh from Australia from Gold Coast, uh UFC Fight Pass, Eternal MMA 79. So you want to watch that to see some former, you know, or future uh UFC fighters because they always bring in guys from that that promotion. Um and uh there's a Ryzen show on Saturday night. Sunday morning, I guess, from Saitama Super Arena. Let's see what the card is here. Uh, see if there's anyone interesting on here. It's uh, Saturday night at 10, so it's actually a decent time, 10 Eastern. Kleber Koki Erbst uh, fighting on against Masanori Kanahara, which is a pretty big fight. Uh, Spike Carlisle, former UFC fighter, uh, fighting Yoshinori Hori. Uh, he's in Bellator now, isn't he? Um yeah, he did. Uh, no,
2: he's he's in. He might have done one fight in Tour or something. Okay. but he's he's he's
0: with Rising. Yeah. Todd Duffy is on the card. Is fighting, he fighting? Uh, yeah, fighting Sioshi Sidario in a heavyweight fight. That's a name from the past. Uh, and Urson uh, Yamamoto, who I believe is the nephew of Kid Yamamoto, um, is uh, fighting Ryoyu Fukuda as well. So those are some of the bigger names on that card. Uh, and main event is uh two guys I don't know, Juntaro Ushiku against Kyohi Hagiwara in the main event. So that is the Ryzen show. And then uh Fury FC uh or Fury Challenger series actually on uh Sunday afternoon from uh Houston, uh on uh UFC Fight Pass at two thirty PM Eastern. So uh anything else you noticed besides those? No, 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 the regional no. stuff. All right. The other one I didn't mention uh because we considered it slightly above regional but at this point it honestly like that Ryzen card sounds more interesting to me than Bellator. Um Bellator 299 uh which, from uh which you know
2: until I do a weekly check to see if there's a Bellator show every week
0: I have yeah
2: you could you could have told me I didn't to show <laughs> has there been any promotion for it
0: no it's, no like, i think i might have got an email from them but i get so many emails from bellator i don't even pay yeah attention i don't anymore. even remember getting an email i haven't seen it talked about on on
2: uh on twitter no promoted and the bellator. funny thing is it's, it's actually a pretty good card i mean like the only reason i kind of know that's happening is because justin poirier poirier you know who i you know who i'm I'll put you. I'm friends with. I mean, I know he's over in Dublin. So, okay. so
0: well, you know, there's there's
2: Johnny Evelyn in the main event. Yeah. He yeah, he's cornering
0: um, defending the uh, middleweight title, right against Fabian yeah. Edwards, Leon's brother. Um, and uh, 21 fights on this card. Um, it starts at s- Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. I I think what they do is they have like a show, like a portion of this show actually airs on television in Europe. Yeah. Um, that is not like it, it'd be the prelims here, but, but they actually load up the prelims. Um, and, uh, you know, like Brian Moore is a well-known fighter from, uh, you know, from that area, part of the world, Peter Queeley, uh, Charlie Ward, Ciaran Clark, they're all Irish fighters that are, yeah. you know, big names over there. They're all on the prelims. Mansour Bar-Niohi, uh is fighting JJ Wilson on the prelims. That's kind of a big fight. And then the main card, though, um, is actually, like I said, we mentioned that middleweight fight. Aaron Pico is fighting uh, Pedro Carvalho in the uh, in the co-main event. Uh, Mads Burnell and Daniel Veichel is a featherweight fight. And Sinead Kavanaugh, former title challenger, uh, is fighting Sarah Collins in a women's featherweight fight. So she's the big-name Irish fighter on the card. Yeah. Um, and then the other main card fight is Saba Humase against Levon Chocolat. Um, which, uh, so that'll be on Showtime, I assume live, um, at 11 a.m. Yeah. A. Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. And then the prelims are on YouTube. Uh, so I don't know when those prelims start, like probably like five o'clock in the morning or something. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, so that's Bellator. And yeah, like you said, I mean, if you aren't listening to this show, you probably didn't know if if you had asked, like, if you, like you said, if you had asked me, is there a Bellator show? I would have no idea. Um, like yeah, not a clue. Just, yeah. And there's only two more Bellator cards on the schedule right now, and we'll we'll talk about Bellator's future in in a little bit. But um, and and they've got actually a really big card coming up in November. But yeah, um, all right. But the big one this weekend is uh, UFC on ESPN Plus, And as we've said before, all these fight nights are going to be on ESPN Plus for the rest of the year because of college football. Um, this is from the back in the Apex. Uh, this is an afternoon show, you know, going into the evening. So it's kind of, you know, we, we've we had the last few shows, I think, have been uh, evening shows. But this one will start at 4 o'clock Eastern. And it is a card. I mean, it's a pretty good fight night card, honestly. Main card's pretty good. Yeah, like really good, actually. Um, like this five, after what I said earlier, you know, is it five fight main card again? Yep. Yeah. So I, after I said earlier, we usually get six or four. It's, somebody's proven me wrong here it's hard six it's yeah. four no is it yeah yeah well it's usually six um but uh yeah we have a main event of honestly like i said there's probably well you could have gone with this or marina rodriguez and michelle watterson as the you know either one of those this is a bigger fight but michelle watterson's a bigger star um and marina rodriguez is probably a we've already fan. seen we've already seen that fight for five rounds anyway yeah, no, yeah, I'm not saying it I wanted it to be five rounds. I'm just saying like, you know, in terms of name value. Uh but uh yeah, interesting fight in at lightweight between Rafael Fiziev and Mateus Gamrot, a couple top ten uh lightweights. Um, you know, they're you know, just a step below all, you know, a loaded contender list really. And and then you've always, you know, you've always got Connor there that can just step in and you know, step ahead of everybody when he wants to. But um, what, uh, how do you see this one going? Fizyev and Camera? I
2: see it being a lot of, a lot of hitting the shit out of each other. You yeah. know,
0: and a lot of. A lot of a leg lot kicks of, and a lot of body work.
2: Yes. Yes. And I see it. I think it's going to go the distance and I think it's going to be an, an exciting, hellacious battle. And I mean, Evan is coming off. Coming off the loss to Justin Gaethje, which was an absolutely incredible fight, he tends to have exciting fights. Gamro has won five of his last six. He tends to have exciting fights. I mean, this is a great matchup and a great main event. And, you know, it's another one of those fights where it's really a shame that's headlining an Apex card. Because if you put this fight in front of fans, fans like, like this past Saturday, it would get great reactions these are two these are two outstanding violent fighters it's it's a great matchup
0: and or you know like if you if you if they were doing their shows in europe like this would be a perfect headliner for like a european fight night um you know and one of these guys like if you did it in one of their countries like it would be they'd be could be such a huge star yeah coming out of it um all right uh do we want to do you want to do your three fights to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh uh
2: okay, first off co-main event. Bryce Mitchell, Danny Ege. Uh bit Mitchell Ege, the two top featherweights both of them have have exciting fights. Uh Ege is probably more of the one uh, one of the more underrated fighters at 145 5. He he is not leaped right into that upper echelon top five every time he's getting close he uh he has a setback he has a setback this is his chance to beat beat a highly ranked opponent Bryce mitchell he's coming off his first loss uh 15 and 1 now that was submitted by ilia in his last fight uh you know great wrestler great grappler Fat shit crazy personality. <laughs> I don't know if anybody heard the story that he posted on social media this this past week. It is it is your typical Arkansas story. I'll put it to you that way. To put it to you that way. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a great matchup. Uh, almost another one. I kind of wish was five rounds, but it's a solid three rounder co main event. Very exciting fight. Uh, another one on the main card, Ricardo Ramos against Charles Jourdain. Jourdain is always in exciting fight. I can't remember a bad Charles Jourdain fight that I've ever seen. And Ricardo Ramos, uh, you know, he's he's hit or miss. When he's on, he's good. He can finish you in a minute. But when he's off, he can be finished. He's been finished by Syed Nurmagomedov and Leroy Murphy. He's also had weight issues in the past. Uh, but... If he comes, if both these guys are on and and it's switched on, that should be a fun fight. And then the third one is a welterweight fight, Tim Means against Andre Fialo. Both these guys come to finish you. It's I mean Timy Tim Means always is another guy. Like this card is filled with guys who who bring it and tend to have exciting fights. He's another one. He's another one. You know he's going to be kill or be killed in in there in there he's lost three in a row really in a must win for him uh, Andre Fiallo, you know 16 wins 13 by knockout but he's also been knocked out five times in the seven losses he's also lost three in a row all three all and he was finished in all three fights so I mean it's a this is do or die for both these guys
0: yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of, uh, interesting fights that you didn't even bring up. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, Jacob Malkun and Cody Brundage, I think it's an uh, interesting fight.
2: <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't want to do that after Brundage's last showing that cause that was, yeah. pissed, that was piss for.
0: Miles Johns and uh, Dan Marguera, Brian Battle and AJ Fletcher. Like these are fights I'm looking forward to, you know, so, um, and, and, you know, and, and then some names, you know, even Mizuki in, you know, one of the early prelims is always fun to watch. Um, The only undefeated fighter is a fighter making her UFC debut and should have been on this last week's card, honestly. Uh, Montserrat Rendon out of Mexico um, is uh, fighting uh, against, uh, tamirez vidal in the uh opener at bantamweight so she's a undefeated fighter at five and oh so somebody if she can win somebody to keep an eye on but yeah surprised they didn't put that on the uh on the mexican show but they 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 originally had a lot more fights for that one and a lot a lot of fights fell out so um, probably just how that worked out um all right uh i guess you can run down the card and then we'll do our um our picks and I do have three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh the entire card is on ESPN Plus. Prelims at four Eastern
2: time. Main card seven Eastern time. Kicks off at the women's bandway fight, Tamiris Vidal against Montserrat Rendon and Then a women's strawweight fight, Mizuki in a way fighting for the first time in just over three years uh against Hannah Goldie. Then we have a heavyweight fight, uh ultimate fighter winner, Muhammad Usman against Jake Collier. And the middleweights Jacob Malkun against Cody Brundage. Welterweight fight, Tim Means against Andre Fialo. And then closing it out is a bantamweight fight, Dan Argueta against Miles Johns. Then for the main card kicks off, the featherweight fight I talked about, Ricardo Ramos against Charles Jourdain. Then welterweight fight, Brian Battle against AJ Fletcher. Then a women's uh, strawweight fight, uh, Marina Rodriguez against Michelle and Gomez. A rematch of their main event fight from just over two years ago that... That uh, Rodriguez won by unanimous decision. That was a short notice fight. So, so this one, they both got full camps. So we'll see if there's
0: they they fought flyweight there. last time, didn't they?
2: They did fight flyweight because yeah. it was a short notice. Yeah, short notice. Uh, yeah. So and then a uh, featherweight co-main event, Bryce Smith against Dan Ige, and then the lightweight main event, Rafael Fiziev against Matu's Gamero.
0: All right. Um, we didn't talk about how we did last week. Um, I know I didn't do very well. Um, I think we went two and four. I think we two of your three, three, three were right. Three. We went three, three and three? three. You were 0 and three and I was three and three and oh. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you went with all our bets, you probably did okay. I know I did okay. Um, but that that um Rosas Junior winning by KO really helped me. Yeah. Um so um Yeah, you had I-
2: uh yeah, you had yeah, Terrence Mitchell winning, which was missed yeah. there. Yeah, Godinia's and Reed over two and a half rounds, which didn't happen. Not quite. And then your parlay. Parlay. Parlay was bad. Yeah, you only missed a suit the vicious. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, guys, that was a close fight. You guys That's yeah, right. you got Zell Huber and Madalena. My yeah. bats were Rosas Jr. in the distance, which <laughs> that was Yeah, that, that was amazing. an easy one. Then I had copy by knockout. Yeah and then Tracy Cortez by decision. So
0: Yeah, so those actually paid all paid really well. Yeah. So if you bet like you know if you bet all 3, you definitely made money um uh, yeah. because they they all they all were over even money bets. So <laughs> um I have so for this week my parlay is Muhammad Usman over uh our buddy Jake Collier, uh Miles Johns uh over Damargueta <laughs> And Marina Rodriguez against Michelle Watterson Gomez. So that's my three-fight parlay. Uh, I'm going with Andre Fialo uh, via KO over Tim Means as one of my props. And Brian Battle and AJ Fletcher to go under one and a half rounds. Battle, Fletcher,
2: under 1.5. Okay. How do you like those? Uh, yeah, we have one similar. Okay. I have uh Andre Fiallo inside the distance. Okay. So and uh I have Marina Rodriguez by decision. Okay. And uh, and the main event, Fizio Gamero, going over three and a half rounds.
0: I actually had uh, both of those as, as part of my you know, possibles. I also had um, Mitchell Ige going over two and a half, but I had to cut it down to ones yeah. I was more confident in. Yeah. Same. same yeah. Like uh, I think, I think if you really want to go nuts, I think Rodriguez and Waterson Gomez is a pretty good bet to go the distance as yeah. well. And yeah. I
2: think, I think if you also want to go nuts. Uh, maybe Jacob check inside the distance.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, and I also like uh, Jordan and Ramos to go over two and a half. I won't necessarily say uh, the distance because Jordan can get late finishes quite often. So, uh, but uh, that one is so close to call. Like, I have no idea who's gonna win that one. But uh, that's gonna be a great fight. You mentioned it obviously on your fights to watch. Um, all right. Uh, so take us through the uh the whole card. We, we already did that. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. What am I saying? So I was paying attention, right? All right. So that is, again, uh, on ESPN Plus, uh, Saturday afternoon at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock, here in the only time zone that matters, in the central zone. So you'll be done in time to watch. uh, Actually, this is going up against uh, Dion again, I think, uh, because I think their game is at 2.30 in the afternoon this week against Oregon. Big game. That game is going to do huge numbers, man. (laughs) Um, Anything
2: anything with Colorado is going to
0: do. Yeah, yeah, but but, I mean, it's because it's the afternoon window. uh, I'd say like twelve and a half million. I think it's on network too. I think it's ABC, uh, but I'm I'm not sure which network. But I think it is network. So, Uh, all right. And uh, so, what do we got next here? Oh, yeah, our question of the week. Okay, you got to explain this to me. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. I saw this <laughs> on Sheridan dog. They were okay. talking about you know, this had to do with, you know, talking about doing a third third uh fight between Carraso and and uh Shevchenko, and also talk about doing a rematch between Strickland and Adesanya. So yeah. what was the point most pointless rematch in UFC history like like and what they mean by that was outcome of the first fight and then you do an immediate rematch.
0: Okay. Okay. So, um yeah, and and I assume you mean like for big fights. Yeah, for mainly yeah, for title fights. I mean, fights, I'm yeah. sure there's been, you know, um fights where, you know, like they Yeah. Um okay, so the one that that really sprung to mind was the um and and there was I think there might have been circumstances of why they did it, but the Devison, Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, third fight. Um, yeah, I don't think they needed to do a rematch that quickly. Um, it, that's the one that, that I immediately thought of. Obviously, they did the draw in the first fight, so you're going to do a rematch after that. But then Figueroa or Moreno won via submission in the second fight. It's a great fight, but you know, he won pretty clearly. And then they, they go right to uh rematch again. So third fight in just over a year. And then Figueroa won. So that necessitated a fourth fight, but then they did a fight in between. Like I just I don't see why they did that third fight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Two two fights immediately spring to mind for me. The first one is the second fight between Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal. Like, I understand, I understand kind of the circumstances. That was the, it was the first fight back in arenas. You needed a big fight, big fight. You were doing it in Florida. Masvidal was in Florida. And also the circumstances of the first fight, Masvidal, Masvidal taking it on less than a week's notice. You wanted to give him a a full camp, full camp. But, you know, Usman, what was 50-45, first fight all across the board. Like it wasn't even competitive. And then Usman of course knocked him out in the second round. To me, the one that really sticks out in my mind though was they immediately went back to Dillashaw Garbrant after their first fight. Like Dillashaw dominated and not Garbrant out in the first round of the of the uh of the of their first fight, UFC two seventeen. And they immediately went back to it. Back yeah. to it, and and even, like at that point, like you shouldn't have gone back to it because that was Cody's first title defense. So it's not like he was a long term champion or anything. Anything it was his first title defense when I mean, he lost, lost, uh, and then they went back to it, and Shaw finished them even quicker in the rematch. So that just felt pointless. Like he could have gone on, gone on, and did bigger fights with both those two. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, it wasn't really, you know, and I guess in this case, like, if we're talking either of these two, probably the one that would be, you know, on paper pointless would be, you know, Strickland Adesanya. But, I mean, there's, you know, they're going to do it because he's a big, Adesanya's a big star. And like you've mentioned before, they got to put him in in title fights so um you know and and really like it was a decision he didn't get knocked out or anything so maybe he was having an off night maybe the next fight will go differently but um and then this one here i mean it's just it was so close that you kind of almost have to do it um you know you could maybe make the argument that this fight was um you know was not necessary in the sense that you know like Grasso got a finish in the last fight and maybe, you know, you, you let her defend against someone else. You give Shake another fight. Like, but I wouldn't say it's like the all time worst or anything like that, but um, it definitely, like I would say between the two, it's probably less valid than doing it now, like for a third fight, but they seem to be doing this a lot. Like where, you know, like you do a rematch and then it ends up leading to a third fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's a recent phenomenon, but it sure seems to be happening more often. Um, all right. So yeah, that was a good that was a good one. Um, all right, we got our news and uh first up, Derek Brunson. What's up with him?
2: Uh was released from the UFC, surprisingly
0: really? move this wow.
2: past week. Kind of came out of nowhere because he was uh he was scheduled to fight uh Roman uh Delizze on the MSG yeah, show. I thought I thought he the was the MSG show and everything seemed fine, and all of a sudden they announced that he was released and it kind of came hours after. After he made a joke about the Edwards Covington fight, 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 like, like saying if you play, if you play, I think the joke was if you play the new UFC game and try to put Edwards against Covington, does it break your machine? Like something, uh, some kind of joke like that. You know, making a joke about how, how that fight seems to be the fight that they're making, but there's no clue whenever it's going to happen. Happen. So, so that was that. You know, that was a joke, and it kind of came after that, and I go. I don't know, you know, it kind of just, it caught everyone off guard and nobody's publicly said anything about it. So The, fun-
0: the funny thing is, is I think we both thought, or I, I know I did, um, after his last fight uh, where he got, uh, you know, knocked out pretty, you know, looked pretty bad against yeah. Dregs Duplessis. I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have been cut after that. So yeah, the fact but- that he was even getting another fight surprised me. Well, the funny thing is before that fight, he had just signed a new deal too, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. And he had, and he got knocked out by Cannoneer and, yeah. you know, in the, in the fight right before that, but, but, but before that he'd won five in a row. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, he was, it, yeah, it's just kind of weird, but, yeah. um, you know, big name, I'm sure, uh, you know, he'll get picked up by PFL most likely. And uh, if he wants to keep yeah. going. Yeah. And, uh, um, all right. Uh, UFC China and Mexico City, and you kind of briefly talked about that. Yeah, we already talked about UFC Mexico City
2: pretty, pretty much saying that they're coming in 2024. No specific timetable or date announced. Just, just Dana, or uh, yeah, Dana. They announced it during the show, and then Dana reiterated tonight. Yes, we're going to Mexico next year. Now, UFC China uh, uh, supposedly is supposed to be happening December 9th. They've already booked at least one fight for the card and said it was in, you know, featuring a Chinese fighter claiming it was in China, China on December 9th. Dana shot that down tonight, Oh, but maybe, but who knows, Dana, you know, maybe they wanted to announce it on their own kind of deal, kind of deal. So, but uh, that's the big talk, big talk, December 9th, uh, UFC in China.
0: UFC uh, drug test failures. What? Yeah,
2: yeah, there was two. You uh, saw the failure failures announced over the last couple of days. Uh, Courtney Casey, she failed a drug test. She's only suspended for four months, I believe. I believe, and then the other one, ovin St. Prude, uh he was supposed to fight on, on that Nashville card early, early last oh, month. Big draw for got that pulled. one
0: actually.
2: He pulled, got pulled. Uh, he failed, uh, but he's only it's his second offense, but he only got a six month suspension so, so
0: they didn't announce what these are for but what are they, uh, they hot or something uh, uh,
2: they announced what it's for I don't have it right oh, Okay. Me, but, so uh,
0: weird well I guess now that they're pretty much been told that they run the show they can just do whatever they want right
2: yeah like I said it's St. It's Prue's second failure but he only had uh, only got six months so, okay. hmm, so weird so yeah. Uh uh Courtney Casey was BPC one five seven and Ovin St. Prue was, you know, steroids. Yeah.
0: Wow. A steroid. <laughs> it's only six
2: months. Uh yeah. For contaminated supplement.
0: Okay. Okay. Wait,
2: wait a second. Well, for that was his first violation. Uh St. Prue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, contaminated,
0: contaminated supplement. Wow, things have changed. I yeah. Remember when Tom Lawler lost uh, two years yeah. for you know, uh, Austrine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, and uh, according to Casey, she was she was prescribed by a doctor to treat a medical because uh, condition. Oh, okay, and just didn't and disclose. She used it, and then she learned that it was prohibited, and she came forward.
0: Oh, okay, well, that. So she, right. her,
2: her ineligibility actually started on June 1st and she got four months. So that's going to be up in a couple of weeks. So so
0: really she, I mean, she, it's almost not even a real suspension because.
2: Yeah. Well, she was booked for a fight, fight during, during the period. And, and it got canceled and nobody knew why. So.
0: Oh, okay. Now, now we know.
2: And the St. Prue's six month period of ineligibility started June 17th. So he could fight. You well, know, basically january december 17th would be be the end date but yeah he could in theory find in december 19th the last last date but probably early next year
0: yeah and i mean really like you probably really wanted him for that nashville card because he's from, from there but yeah um all right bellator 301 um yeah they announced a bunch of new fights for that show i got i got it up here um so uh, AJ McKee is fighting on the card, which is the big name uh, that's yeah. announced. Uh, he's fighting Sydney Outlaw in, at lightweight. Um, we've got two title fights: uh, Yaroslav Amasov and Jason Jackson, and the unification f- uh, bout for the bantamweight title: Sergio Pettis against Patchy Mix, who won the tournament. Uh, another bantamweight fight, Raphael Stotts and Danny Sabatello and Patricky Pitbull in the Grand Lightweight Grand Prix against Alexander Shabili uh are the uh, is the main card for that yeah. one. And uh Carrie Taylor Melendez is also fighting on the uh, prelims. Yeah. Yeah. Um Winterest Arena in Chicago. So yeah, big big arena. Like uh yeah, I uh that and this, I mean a lot of people mid- talking mid- like this
2: mid sized arena
0: they've run that they've run that arena several times but uh the other big thing about this is this could end up being Bellator's last card we don't, we don't know there's rumors okay, yeah. so there's been two
2: rumors this week this week the first one was that that uh Bellator uh PFL taking over Bellator buying Bellator all those talks the first rumor was that those talks were off and that and that they were just and that Bellator is just going to be outright shut down. And in the last couple of days, it has sounded like like no, the sale is still going to happen, but it, but the rumor is PFL is going to operate them as a separate brand, which to me makes no sense at all. No, why buy the company? Why buy the company to operate it as a second brand? I mean, they don't even make money. PFL doesn't even make money on their own, and they're and they're buying. And the talk is they're buying a company for far worth more than it's actually worth yeah, worth and to run it separately, you know, a company that doesn't make any money to run it separately. Like there's a reason it's being sold. Like, you know.
0: Well, and you got to think the only reason they're even on Showtime is because they're owned by, uh, by the, by the people company. who own Showtime. Yeah. yeah. So once they sell, like they probably don't even have, like they're gonna be running on YouTube or you know, like or maybe they'll start set up some sort of a streaming service. I imagine PFL is gonna set up a streaming service or yeah, PFL sort.
2: doesn't have a TV deal for next year and they might no. they might just be going to the zone, period,
0: which if that's yeah. what they go to And Bellator's been on The zone before and we know how that yeah. ended. Yeah. Um they got they, I mean they actually got a decent contract from The uh I think it was ninety-nine million yeah. over three years um you know back in like whatever whatever it was 2017 to 2020 or something like that yeah um but um you know so you know there's a little bit of a working relationship there but yeah that makes no sense i mean yeah. to me it made sense to just you know let belltor die pick up the fighters that you want yeah. and you know and then you know i guess maybe that tape library you know they can sell that separately yeah i don't i don't know how PFL has the money to buy them outright because well how
2: well know, PFL has to take funding from random people every year just to be able to pay their bills
0: what did they they got a hundred million from saudi right yeah so i mean really bellator i mean i joked you know when they said that it was evaluated at 500 million and i said you know i mean i don't know if it's five million you probably buy the company for what 25 would be a fair price yeah maybe maybe, yeah and so if they got a hundred it depends how much they value those fighter contracts I don't see any value in the fire contracts. Like, you know, for me, like, especially if you're not making any money, like what difference does it make if you have cyborg under contract? I mean, it's a debt as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, it's like buying a, it's like taking over someone's mortgage for a house that is, you know, like 30 years old and it
2: just,
0: it kind of depends.
2: I guess it kind of depends if they all have, have the right to exercise buyouts if the company is sold. Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah, because they cause always had to do funky things in their contracts to be sure they could get people away from the UFC,
0: right? Or, uh, or to make be, sure they didn't like yeah. leave once they had the belt, or you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah.
2: just to just to get, you know, they always everybody always says, well, I make more money in and Bellator, and maybe they do, maybe they don't.
0: Who knows for sure well i think some of them clearly do some of them do yeah these guys that are winning these tournaments for sure like you know they're not getting you know um you know it's like a whoever wins this lightweight grand prix like they're going to make more money doing that than they would have made in ufc but the the ceiling is way higher in ufc that's the difference um you know, some of these guys have been there, like, for a long time, though. I mean, you know, like, Benson Henderson, like, he probably made way more money in Bellator than he did in you. Yeah, City. probably so, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, like, at this point, yeah, I I kind of wish it would just kind of die, but, um, you know, because it's just one more thing I, I feel guilty about not watching, but I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> like, I just, you know, even if I could, like, I'm not going to pay to see Bellator. Like, that's what I have to do in Canada now, so there's enough UFC and PFL that I can watch for free. And then I can all that stuff on fight pass that I don't even watch. Like, and as far as I'm concerned, like these Bellator shows are closer and that's not fair. I was going to say they're closer in quality to like an LFA or something. That's not true. Like the shows are actually pretty good and the fighters are good. It's just, they're hard to watch. Like, you know, and they're so freaking long, these shows too. Like this Saturday show or Friday show, 21 fights. Come on yeah they have so much downtime yeah yeah It's well i hope there's no downtime in that show like 21 fight that could be like a 10-hour card
2: um, well, I mean, like purpose purpose downtime it's not one yeah where, yeah like ufc downtimes where the where you know they they have everything kind of yeah they got kind of, of a half
0: hour window for each fight
2: yeah yeah to where okay where well, we had we had three fights in the first round we have all all this time like like bellator will have decision that bellator and pfl both will have decision after decision after decision and still take 20 minutes between fights
0: yeah they go to oh let's go to jonathan coachman and find out what he thinks about the next fight yeah
2: sometimes and sometimes you're watching UFC if you have three straight decisions they're they're rushing you know they're not doing post-fight interviews and they're
0: no they're already they're going straight to the video buffer is like rushing through those intros yeah (laughs) like yeah. yeah um all right uh Pat Miltage is our last news item. uh, What's going on there?
2: Yeah. I don't know if I really wanted to talk much about this, but he got another. Oh, uh, right. 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 Alcoholic. Yeah. You know, operating vehicles while drunk kind of situation. Third one. He did it on the morning morning. It was, this happened the night before morning of his press conference with Mike Jackson to build their fight. That's happening in the month. In less than a month. Is that still on? It's still on. And, uh, yeah, this one was was he got he got what operating the vehicle while intoxicated because he was passed out at the wheel at a gas station, but he was obvious. There was a, there was at least one person who was trying to defend him, saying, "Well, he wasn't driving." Yes, he was. The there were witnesses who saw him driving, who driving, and then he you know he was driving in the wrong way. Wrong way, and then hopped a median into the gas station, and passed out immediately there. There, like you know, just you know, this is his third offense, and like second less than a year, year, just you know, just you know, it's just another sad story of a older fighter who's just you know, you got to watch these people, watch these people. So,
0: well, if you want to watch Pat Melitich's fight, it'll. I don't know how you can watch it, but it'll caged
2: be, aggression. You know, it'll probably yeah. be on YouTube somewhere.
0: Yeah, uh from Davenport Iowa Seth Rollins hometown uh October 14th so yeah. and uh, that's the main event uh Pat Miltage's first you have first MMA fight in 15 years against uh Mike Jackson whose lone victory came as a result of uh someone being disqualified right um. All right. Uh, fight announcements. We got. We got a few. Yeah. Yeah. Main ones I
2: want to focus on are uh, UFC 294 Abu Dhabi, October 21st. Uh, Syed Nurmagomedov against Mune Gafurov. Uh, Javid Basharat against Victor Henry, and Nathaniel Wood against Muhammad Naimov. All right. Uh, UFC Fight Nights, Sao Paulo, uh, November 4th. Ismail Bonfim against Vince Pichel. uh Lucas Alexander against David Onama.
0: Uh, Ooh, oh yeah. no! Uh, the other Gabriel is he going to be on that card too, or I don't know. I don't okay, know.
2: Uh, UFC two ninety five Madison Square Garden November eleventh, uh, three prelimish fights. Uh two's Rebecca against Narulo Aliyev, Dennis Bazuka against Jamal Emers, and Pat Sabatini against Diego Lopez. That's a that's a good
0: fight right there. That's a real good fight.
2: Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much it. UFC fight night, December second. Jamie Lynn Horth, Canadian against Veronica, uh Veronica
0: Hardy, Mrs. Dan Hardy. So Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, not not much else. That's about uh, it. A lot so of, that a lot oh of, that I see that fight that yeah, the December ninth, uh Zhang yeah, Yang. Yang. Yang against Princeton Uber. So that's what got people thinking it was China.
2: Well, you know, the, and the report that saying that it was taking place in China.
0: All right. So and that would be a fight night obviously so yeah 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 all right uh so that is just about going to do it uh for this show uh i just read your uh recap of ufc 293 in uh the observer uh i think yesterday or maybe this today i don't know i these days all kind of blend together but uh good stuff as always um i liked your uh coverage of the uh the controversy with the um uh the two idiots uh, and yeah. uh, and of course the main event um uh, but uh tell the people where they can find your good st- your stuff
2: yeah yeah uh, every week in the wrestling observer newsletter recapping ufc and uh with you know news notes you know, everything everything and then front page coverage of every ufc event for the rest of it for the rest of my eternity on a uh, figure4online.com wrestlingobserver.com which so you up, got a week off coming up, up soon yeah. Well, a couple, a few of them, you know, there's one coming up September 30th and then last weekend of October and then Thanksgiving. And then of course we'll have the usual Christmas. We'll have the usual, they call it Christmas break, but I call it the ESPN bowl yeah. bowl season break.
0: We're like you know, four weeks,
2: weeks in a row about three, four weeks off. So that will be nice. So, yeah.
0: All yeah. right.
2: And then uh, Twitter Ryan J Frederick for as long as Twitter remains to
0: exist. Yeah, I hear they're going to start charging people to use it. So we'll see That'll how long that That'll goes. be the death of it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, and for me, uh, I was on The Wrap this week. So if you haven't heard it already, it's on this very feed. Uh, hosted with Keila Cash, talking about WWE, Jade Cargill, and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, I'll be doing the Dynamite Show with Jeff Hawkins uh, tonight after Dynamite. So you can check that out on the Fiky Media YouTube channel, and then the audio will drop on this very uh audio feed uh later on. So uh if you're listening for the first time, thanks for giving us a shot and uh make sure to tell people about it. Uh, just five bucks a month as as you know, but as you know other people might not know to get uh almost a podcast a day and uh you know and, and good stuff as as this show was. So uh so for Ryan I've been Paul and Ryan why don't you take us home like you always do.
2: All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week. Enjoy the fights this week
0: later everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or Mc Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day, that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every
1: time